Uh, we have a very, very special guest in the building. Uh, she's a casting director. Her name is, I hope I say pronounce the last name right, is Danielle Eskenaz. Is that correct? Eskenazi, that's close Eskenazi. enough. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> you should hear some of the other, other names pronounced uh, pretty scary, but that was good. Okay. Thank you. Okay, cool. Thank you for joining us this morning. What what are some of the names that people will like try and uh, try and pronounce your name as? Like what is it? What, oh what do you know? Well, the Nazi thing at the end is pretty oh, scary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, but I'm Jewish, so, um, <laughs> so that's a little hard to explain. But uh, actually, Ashkenazi is when it first started, and then over the years, um, it went to Ashkenazi to Eskenazi. It's basically a Jewish branch in Israel. Okay. So um, you're either an Ashkenazi or you're Mas Masrahi or you're a Sephardic Jew, which comes from um, Spain. Ah, okay. And okay. I'm an Egyptian Jew. I was born in Egypt. Really? I was about to ask you if you were born in Israel, but... but yeah, Egypt. no, I was born in okay. Egypt, in Cairo. Wow. And how long were you there before you came over to the States? I was four, and then we moved to Paris. Um to get exiled to come to America because we were, you know, under the thumb of um, some not very nice guy. So we, we escaped, basically, and then came to America. Land of the free. <laughs> not now, but yeah, kind of then. No, so yeah, so here I am. Okay. And what, like, explain to me this story. She goes, she starts in Cairo. I starting. Oh, I know what I want to do. I'm going to California. I'm going to be a casting director. And I'm going to be stuck in my house. <laughs> At four? Hmm. No. Um, uh, yeah, we went, we went from Egypt to Paris to New York. I grew up in the Bronx. And then from uh, the Bronx, my dad worked for MGM and he was transferred to uh, L.A., and I was in the retail business for a really long time. I was a buyer. Okay. And then I was so sick of it. Um, I couldn't tell one more woman, that dress looks fabulous on you. Um, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, was, I asked a friend of mine who was working at a, ba a really big agency. She was an agent. And I said, you know, I want to get into the business. What can I do? I, I, don't, I have no idea. So she said, no, you have a kind of a good personality. Why don't you try um, casting? Okay. So I was like, okay. I had no idea what it was. And um, so she got me my first, first gig. And it was one of the biggest upcoming casting directors uh, we've had, which was Risa Brayman and Billy Hopkins, who did all of the Oliver Stone films and Quentin Tarantino. I mean, they were just coming out and she said, uh, okay, well, you got the job. And I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, go to this office. And they were casting, a, they were casting actually a couple of films. They were in New York and they needed a West Coast casting assistant to run the LA side of it. Okay. Um, and so they were, it was a film called At Close Range with Sean Penn and Christopher Walken and a myriad of incredible people. And um, James Foley was directing it. And I was basically organizing auditions for him and um, sort of helping him read. So I walked into my office and there was a guy sitting on the floor and he was on the phone and I was like, oh. And he said, uh, do you mind if I just use your office for a second? And I said, absolutely. It was Sean Penn. <laughs> and that was my first, first uh, experience um as a casting assistant i was like oh my god and he was talking to madonna because he was she was doing the music for at close range at the time so i was like this is where i want to be this is good um so yeah after that i was working uh with them and then i worked with amanda mackey uh who did league of their own and i worked with vicky thomas who's who done who who cast a million things and ronnie eskel who i think did a lot of the quentin tarantino films and then uh, uh, Disney offered me a film called Night Train to Kathmandu. And I found Mila Jovovich. She was 13 years old at the time. And we sent her to Nepal to do this film. 
Um, and then I just went on and I did films for about 10 years and this uh, commercial casting production company called me and said, you know, we're looking for a theatrical casting director to cast some of our commercials for a different eye. And I was like, doors open, I'm walking through it and uh, never returned. I just love doing commercials. So okay. here I am. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's absolutely well, yeah. true. I, I like how you button that with thank you, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think uh, we, we've been getting a lot of messages and, and comments that have been, um, how do you succeed and, and what to do and, and here are the steps and, you know, like different things from our guests that we've had on the show, because just like yourself being a casting director, we've had filmmakers, we've had hypnotists, personal trainers, I mean, a litany of, of different guests. And the one thing that you just, normally people save it for the end, but you say, thank you, everybody. And I, I want to ask you, um, why, why say thank you? I mean, I think we all know, but I, I, wanna, I would love to hear your thing. For listening. <laughs> My big spiel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be boring to some people. I don't know. So I thank them for listening. <laughs> thank you thank you for speaking but um i wanted to ask like uh how did you transition from like working for that casting agent to starting in like your own and like founding your own how did that how does that how do um, you go about doing that that's a really good question and honestly i can't remember how it all happened but i met this man who was the head of a production company and we hit it off really really well and um, he was doing this, this film, Night Train to Kathmandu. And then I did a couple of other films with him. And it's actually just through meeting people, you know, and, and them kind of um, jiving with you and feel, and then, you know, of course you have a resume and you talk about who you worked for, who are your mentors. Um, and Lee Daniels was actually one of my mentors too. He was a manager at the time and he helped me through a lot of steps. Um, Teaching, teaching me the business. And a lot of it is basically, you know, uh, talking to people and resumes and, and, um, and getting offers and reading scripts. And um, back in the day, there was a lot of stuff going on. So they were always looking for new, a new eye, basically. So um, I was sort of the young, new casting director in town. And, you know, your name gets around. That quickly, yeah. And like, so your name gets around. So when you start your own, is there any apprehension from these other companies? Like, oh, can she do it on her own? I'm used to her working for this company. No, because, you know, you, you're so passionate about what you're doing and you love what you're doing. There's never a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. And if you have that lack of confidence, people smell it. Mm. So you have to go in and just, you know, go in there with passion and say, let's do this, this is awesome, great script, I'm very excited about it. And you know, everybody's on board and you create this family of uh, finding the right people and making this art. Mm. So that's what I continue to do because I just, I finally, you know, when you find your niche, that's all you, that's all you think about, you know? That's it wasn't the money, it wasn't the fame, it was the work for me. And I think people sense that. I see. And yeah. How did you like? You mentioned Lee Daniels, and of uh, how did you? How did that relationship he start? He was a manager at the time, and I think um, at the time he was with uh, with Billy. They were together, and um, so he was trying to get his people in, mm -hmm. and um, and he would call me, and we would just start talking, and we became really, really friendly. And he was such a nice guy. Um, and I and I would be honest. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, and he's like, This is what you do. And he would just kind of check on me every once in a while. It was just really nice. It was a nice little relationship. I don't even know if he remembers me now, because this was like, you know, 20 years ago. But um, he really um, put a staple in my life that really meant a lot to me. Wow. That's good. And that's why I want to do it for other people as well. That's yeah. why he's out there on Twitter and, I'm, you know, I do classes. And it's not just casting for me, but it's diving into... Uh, another dimension and like it's more fulfilling that way right you get a lot yeah. of moments and, yeah. and yeah and what you mentioned like he may not remember which may be a good good or bad thing because it's good to help as many people you can 
where maybe you don't remember every single like um, person and he, I'm sure he would remember, but yeah. And like, it's, it shows how it may not seem like a lot to them, but the amount of impact it has on your life Absolutely. is, uh, yeah, it's Absolutely. very. And it was such a big impact on my life that I thought this guy who is representing these amazing people you know, is sitting down to talk to me for 10, 15 minutes. It's called, that's amazing, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to bring that to other people as well, because it it does impact, you know, Mm -hmm. and it it means a lot and it makes them um, have more fortitude to, to keep on going, you know, because this business is just so hard. Yeah. And I understand that. Um, I have a question and this may be for our audience who may not be as, as in tune or knowledgeable about the industry. Um, so when you when you guys do the, your casting, are you particularly in the room or do you have people who work for you in the room? Um, what happens is uh, my office is right outside the audition room and I have mm-hmm. monitors. I see. And I watch cool. everything that goes on, everything. Oh. And just so I could, because sometimes I do two or three projects at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I can't be in the room in the beginning. But what I do is for the first three auditions is is I talk to my camera director and um we go over everything and i watch and then he parrots me throughout the whole thing and if i see something i don't like i'll go right in and go all right let's do that again oh you'll walk in like just like during the audition and and say hey uh i think we need this done again or or... i bust right in i don't care (laughs) that's open that door the unexpected Yeah, um, and you know, listen, they, they really are grateful that I do that, that I'm watching and I'm correcting them. Because the link that I send out to the directors and the ad agencies and the producers is has my name on it. Yeah. You know? so I'm not going to send out anything that's going to be half-ass. Mm-hmm. Can I say half-ass? I yeah, of course. Half-ass. We've said a lot worse on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a mile. I also want to know, like, and this is maybe sound like basic questions, but it's good for our audience because sometimes people talk as if we know things and we just never gain the information after years. So like the process is like, whoever's doing the show, they hire you, right? Your, your company as the casting and they tell you what they're looking for or do you contribute to what they should be looking for? Uh, that's a good, that- good question because um, they give me boards and mm-hmm. the producer and the director and the ad agency have a whole discussion and the director actually gives them a treatment of the commercial and the uh, ad agency has three treatments from three different directors and it's who they see the vision that's closest to them. Oh. Um, so after the, the director gets the job, he hires me. I get on the phone with the, with the director and the ad agency and they tell me what they're looking for basically. Um, I put that breakdown together and I send it out to all the agents. They submit to me and I start picking. Um, what I like to do is like, if they're looking like we're looking for, you know, blondes with blue eyes who could do this. Mm-hmm. I pepper in the people that I think could actually do it too, that don't exactly look at uh, as their vision. And then, you know, sometimes they change their mind and they're like, Oh, that's an interesting way to go. Is that like expected from your job description, like your job, job description, or is that something you just like, do they expect when they hire a casting director, do they expect for them to do like most of the work, meaning like, okay, yeah, give us some names or, um, or is that just something you do uh, just to, if you- Well, they need to see auditions. So I don't just give them names because in commercial, uh-huh. we also have to see if anybody has any conflicts. So okay. if they've done a Ford commercial, they can't do a um, Toyota commercial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. a conflict. Um, so the- agents send me their submissions and I go through through LA casting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of submissions um and then I I put out a schedule and that's how I audition them and I have one more question real quick oh sorry about that um so like anybody looking to get into casting direct like to become a casting director like how much knowledge of the acting field should they have? Should they, do they need to become experts at the craft of acting? You or? know, it's not just knowledge because you get in commercials, you get new people all the time. You don't yeah. know half of these people. You know, uh-huh. you trust their, the agent that they're going to submit someone um, that could do what you're asking them to do. Um, 
so it's it's not about just knowledge of actors mm -hmm. uh, because all these actors in commercials are unknown that's true um so it's basically a vibe that you have with them in order for them to trust you because these are million dollar commercials and they're not going to give it to just anybody you have to build up a reputation and it takes a long time to do that you know you i was an assistant for four and a half years before i got my own thing going for anybody to trust me with their with their money basically so it's not just you know there's no school for it <laughs> you know yeah, there you go there's no school like, for it. i went to casting school and i got my degree you know yeah. it's just uh it's a matter of personality it's a matter of passion it's a matter of uh, doing everything you can to find that person and so on gotcha andy you had a question right yeah i have so many i can't even remember <laughs> go ahead man. but uh so do when you get a project do you have do you have people in mind is off bat that you know that you love that you're thinking oh this is perfect for them right away of course yeah i have my little list of people that i know that would be perfect for it you know right. um if i'm i do a lot of comedy spots so if i'm doing a comedy spots i know that there's a group of improv guys or girls that can totally do it you know um who could bring the comedy um uh and make me look good <laughs> you know uh, i trust that they can come in and do that and then what about like your usual day as far as casting goes because you're running sessions and everything and i've always wondered this it, it must be um pretty brutal at the end of the day when you have to go through thousands hundreds i mean well i don't see thousands of people because the day you know i, I i'll see if it's dialogue, I'll see like a person every seven minutes and then we have a lunch break and then we end at about five o'clock. So I see about 45 to up to 60 people in a day. Okay. Um, if it's a family uh, situation, I'll see way more than that. Um, I'm thinking um, submission wise. Oh, submission wise, yeah. All the submissions yeah. for all the different roles. What's that I, go through them. I go through them pretty quick. Uh, I don't look at resumes because a lot of the commercials are just vignettes and it's like you walking across a room. Right. I mean, there's no dialogue. If it's dialogue, then I'll maybe look at your website. If, and, and I'll tell you, every actor should have a website. It's really, really important, especially if you're going to be on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, have your website on your, on your little thing. What's it called? Um, your info box. Yeah. yeah right there and just so if i'm talking to you and you know i'm interested to see like you know a, a reel or your headshots i'll just click it you know okay. uh, and i've cast people through twitter right so is, it, is a lot of it based off of um looks like just to get to the bear it's like a lot of it is not especially good looks or not but if your look matches what the vibe of the commercial yeah is, okay yeah, and it's really important because a lot of people also have headshots on their um, little JPEGs when they get submitted. Some people have like 12 pictures. By the 12th picture, it's like, I don't know what you look like. Yeah. Just give me your best four. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't need to see the punk or, you know, you on the phone. You know, I don't need to see all that. Just give me your four or five best different looks. Um, that's cool. That's that's that's, that's cool to, to see it from your side, Danielle. And like, I, I think, I think a lot of people don't look at this, and, and we're all in wonder of our questions, just because it's like we've we've had so many things come up. Um, but what what was the transition for you that like you really noticed? Is I I would love to hear like who you are as a casting director. Um, what was the biggest challenge that you faced when you went from assistant to going your your full casting director i'm handling people's money because you had already started out with so many stars i think that's what we're forgetting here like you had already had met sean penn you had already you know mila jovovich gave me the confidence you know yeah. and also trusting the agents like mila jovovich when she came to me she she was 13 years old yeah she was maybe done a couple of things but no one knew her okay she they sent me a picture of her and she there was something about her that it was like whoa this kid is gonna do something 
And it's a feeling and an instinct that you have um, that you just have to go with it, you know? And believe me, I saw tons and tons and tons of people her age. And for some reason, she just, it just like popped. And once I put her on tape to show Disney, because you know, they, they really have a big hand in it, uh, with the director loved her um, and said, this girl is special, we want her. And the part was actually for a 17 year old, but she was like five nine, she was like very mature looking. And she had to have this sort of love affair with this uh, Indian boy. Uh, his name was Eddie Castro, dad. I can't believe I remember that. But um, Shout out to Indians out there. I'm Indian as well. Just are so you? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was amazing. He was on Broadway and has done a lot of things. So when the agents pitch to you, some of them are great. And some of them are like, no, that's not going to work. But if your instincts are there and, and with casting director, instincts are really, really important. Um, you just have to go with it. And, you know, and once I saw her, I was like, she's, she's going to be cast. Okay. And I do that a lot, which is interesting over the years. It's like, they're, they're, they're going to get it. Have you ever felt like, oh my God, I, sh I shouldn't have cast that person. Uh, my life is ruined. Like, has, have you ever had like an experience? Yes. Like that? yes. <laughs> well, what happened was, this was a biggest nightmare. And I'm not going to mention names yeah. or the commercial. Okay. But, um, but uh, there was this pharmaceutical product that you had to be 65 and over to use it. I think and we can all assume what that is. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's medi for medical reasons. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah, you, you know, it wasn't Viagra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you had to be 65. You, and you had to be 65. You couldn't be under 65. So I put it out there and I'm like, everybody has to be 65. You have to be 65 because it's, it's a pharmaceutical thing and it's uh, okayed by the FDA, but the age is really, really important. And it was with, I can't remember her name. It was with a big singer. Anyway, so, uh, uh, so and they had to sing. So we, we went through a lot of people. They found this one woman who's incredible singer. She was non-union. And I said to, to the agent, she's 65. Yup, she's actually 67. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, so I bought her in for callbacks. They all loved her. Uh, they shot the commercial. It was like a $2 million commercial. And um, she was on stage and they fin finished and the producers and the directors were all in one bunch saying, God, this was so great. And, you know, we found this big, great person. And then she said on the microphone on stage, uh, hey, thank you so much, you guys. You know, I'm only 63, but I'm glad this worked out. Wow. And everybody went gulp. <laughs> And of course, I got the first call. Luckily, I had her on tape saying that she was over 65. I see. So um, they had to go through the FDA. They had to go through all these different things in order because we shot it. It was done. It was wrapped. So um, her agent got in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. And she said, my agent told me to tell you that. I'm oh. like, Ooh, dude, no. You so everybody out there, young Hollywood, uh, I guess what you're saying is don't lie about this because a lot more problems could occur than you expect. Yeah, so. and it does. It, it, it does cause a lot of trouble if, if you yeah. problems if you lie. Just be honest. Yeah. That's all. And then how, how did you like recover from like um, situations like that? I mean, maybe that one was, uh, you know, they ended up blaming the agent. But in, a, in your field, when a mistake occurs or something happened, something goes wrong, it seems like the end, end of the world because it affects so many people. How do you yeah. mentally deal well, with Well, I get on board with, with finding out exactly what happened. So I don't take the victim role. Okay. I take the role with, let's find what the fuck happened here. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> and um, so I'll call the agent and we'll have a conversation and then I'll tell the producers and the producers will get mad at them, not at me because I, followed all the rules, you know? So they lied and, and that was unfortunate for them. Nice. If that and, goes down you know, Honestly, will I trust that agent again? Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know? Sure. So, you, so yeah, so um, 
actors make sure that you have a real good legitimate agent that that um you know will represent you correctly so i got a question for you what um am i still muted all right what um would help you like from agent to actors for people submitting um what is uh tips or ideas that would help you better do you know you follow me here uh, yeah you mean regarding skills and stuff like that to be honest on in general for you what would make your job easier i guess um to look like your picture yeah. you know what i mean if, if i'm looking at a headshot and it's like 30 years ago and you walk in and you're like 45 and it costs for a 28 year old it's just not going to work and i'll tell you that in the lobby you know yeah. it's like oh look at the people around you do you look like them yeah, would you feel comfortable going in there um so uh yeah just keep on your headshots that's the most important thing if you're a guy and you have a beard and i see your picture having a beard i call you in uh uh looking like you have a beard don't come in shaved because mm -hmm. that's going to throw me off you know would you um, say four pictures is like the because uh, like uh, people always send a lot of pictures or they send too little would you say four or just, just depends for the role but how many pictures like average i know it's a, a basic question but it's, it's questions not, that are never really answered question. Mm -hmm. uh like five 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 pictures you know just you know one in like you know a hoodie uh, mm -hmm. you know, one in like a, if you're a guy, a tie and a jacket, uh, you know, just casual pictures that you, you know, you don't have to, if you were a fireman in a prior life, you know, um, and you have that outfit, that's awesome. Cause if I'm looking for a fireman and you have that out, that costume, bring it on. Yeah. That, that's great. It makes the ad agency go, Oh, I could see that. You know, yeah, dressing the part is really important as well. If, if you're coming in as a doctor or a nurse, if you're a nurse, don't wear different colors. Just come in white and 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 you know as close to that character as possible, just so they can uh, envision you playing that role. Okay. And I I uh, I I wanted to bring this up because you seem. Hey, like Alexander, can you turn up your mic just a tiny bit? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Now it's better. Okay. So I noticed like over, over our conversation, I can tell you're kind of one of those, one of these people that um, is very outspoken uh, and you're not afraid to, to tell talent, whoever, um, you know, what you're kind of about. And, and that's how we are here on the show. And so I know it's sometimes gotten us into trouble. Have you ever been in a situation where you're casting or you see an ad agent make a decision or your colleague make a decision, anybody in your frame of business make a decision and you weren't you weren't accepting of it and you voiced your opinion and it got you into trouble somehow no no because that's not how you you would play the game mm -hmm. because if they have a vision and the director has a vision the only thing that i would do in that situation is if an actor was troubled if I find out later an actor was trouble and make waves on the set and I find out later that, that before he even goes into callbacks, um, then I would definitely say, this is what I know. Uh, you proceed however you want to proceed, but I, I, I need to tell you that first and give you that warning. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there's been, I've gotten calls on set saying this actor is impossible to work with. Why did you, you know? Um, so, you know, if they have a vision of, of what they like, I'm not going to go against that vision. It's that's their project. You know, they're, they're paying me to deliver. So that's what I have to do. So going forward with the way the industry is right now and all famous question, how do you foresee uh, things moving forward since it'll be a lot of self tapes and especially in commercials when it wasn't self tapes so much before? I mean, I'm hoping in the next three months, it will go back to auditioning in a studio. Um, in the meantime, yes, there are a lot of self tapes. The, the problem with commercials is that, you know, self taping is great, but you still have to shoot it, you know? And where are you gonna shoot it? And you're gonna have to be six feet apart and 
would get a zoom lens and maybe shoot at their home. You know, um, it's, it's gotta be up and running completely. Um, and I'm hoping that will happen in the next two or three months. How I'm going to direct my lobby is going to be different. I'm not going to have a crowded lobby. I'm going to still have people uh, wear masks. And my lobby is going to be much smaller than it was before. You know, uh, instead of like seeing a person every seven minutes, I'll see them every 10 or 12 minutes, just so it doesn't get crowded and we can get them in and get them out. So um how do i present this so people more on on the ball getting coaching really on it taking care of business um this is what you're really going to look for rather than giving a lot more opportunity to other people I, am i conveying this correctly i think that would help the job going forward yeah, i mean you should always time. absolutely have you know a background in whatever you know improv is really really important um, I think everybody should take improv. I was going to say that. Uh, I think, yeah. 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 Right. Mm -hmm. So um, the reason why, too, it makes you think on your feet, because once you get in there, if we think that you're great for another part, we're going to go. Here you go. Do this. Go outside five minutes. Cold read. Let's go back in. Let's do it. So it's going to, you know, and and the director's going to want to redirect you about three or four, five, six, seven times. And you have to come up with different stuff every time. And improv really helps you do that. And how often does that occur as well um, with you guys not seeing that person for that role, but you guys are a company, obviously. So you guys have multiple projects. How often does that occur? Because I know, and that's why I want to tell young Hollywood, like just because you think uh, you're not right for a role, still go and do that audition because they may have something <laughs> in mind for you. I remember uh, my first thing I ever auditioned for was Glee, which I'm totally not for. But then I ended up getting like a background role in Argo. And this is when I was really new to acting. And um, I didn't even want to go do the audition for Glee because I thought I was going to make my manager look bad at the time. But, you know, things happen, you know. So, like, does that happen often where there's maybe they're not right for that, but you have so many things you guys are casting that, okay, um, we have something else that's good for you? Yeah, because they sometimes, uh, um, like, they'll give me a, a callback list of the people they want. Uh -huh. And let's say we saw him for a bartender, but they like him more as a dad. So uh -huh. they'll switch him. Um, and so we'll bring him back as a dad and we'll say to them, we know you came in as a bartender, but here's the dialogue for the dad. They want to see you as, as that. You know, okay. yeah, actors aren't going to go, but I was a bartender. I don't understand. You know, you just go, yeah. go for it. <laughs> you know, try to get as much work as you possibly can. Exactly. Yeah. And um, how do you balance? Um, I'm not sure about your personal life, but um, do you have a family or like, um, like, and I'm not trying to get to uh, anything you don't want to answer, but how do you balance like the personal life family with this? It seems like a casting director's job is kind of like 24 seven because you guys are going through so many things. Um, uh, all, like it's a lot of work. So is it difficult to balance for you? Um. You know, I've been doing it for 25 years. I have now a five-year-old son. Mm -hmm. And yes, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, got a lot yeah, of energy. Uh -huh. um, um, but I also have an ex who lives down the street from me. So we go back and forth with him, which is fantastic. Um, and um, so I have him every other day and uh, weekends and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's 24-7. When I come home, producers are still calling me. It's not over, you know, yeah. um, it's a round the clock job and you always have to be available. And I have a, you know, a really great assistant that is right there with me, um, who, uh, picks up a lot of the grunt work that I don't, you know, so she does all the contracts and all the other stuff that I don't have to do. So I could just be, do the art and be really creative. Um, but you know, you just figure it out. You figure it out because this is, your passion. This is what you love to do. And so, do you hold any workshops or things like that for actors? Anything that anyone? we can, uh, workshops? Um, yeah, I do classes. I do okay. tons of classes. Um, I did a Zoom Q and A uh, with everybody on Twitter, which was over 150 people, which mm -hmm. was awesome. Um, and I'm trying to put together a self tape class right now on Zoom because a lot of people do it wrong. Such <laughs> shit. That's like. Oh no, you know, um, the mic is like, if they're reading with someone, the mic's on the person that they're reading with. 
it's just so bad. And then they, they send it out and they pray. You know, so, uh, so I'm trying to put together, I haven't figured it out yet because all this self tape stuff is, is new, you know? Yeah. Um, so I want to try to put together a class to do a self tape uh, of what's in the lighting, mic, dialogue. How, if you look into the camera, do you look right over the camera? You know, all that stuff, what you wear. That's all really important now. Cause I want them when they send out the tape, they're like, I feel good about it. You know? That'd be an excellent class. Yeah. No more beds in the background and dirty laundry. <laughs> <on the floor. laughs> a lot of people just don't know. They yeah. think they're doing a great, they, they may not even be praying. They may send it out like, oh, I'm going to get this. I nailed that. And then I know. No <laughs> You're like, but it's dark. Where, where are you? You know? And so, it's better to get it in quick. Yeah, and you know what, the, the kit is a small kit. It's not a big thing. You do it on your iPhone, you get one strobe light, and right. you get a good mic, and that's basically it. Because now they do that with voiceover. Everybody who does voiceover auditions, they, they have their own little studio at home. Mm. Um, and some people like have it in their closet because yeah, the sound okay. is better, you know? So I want to try to do that with uh, self-tape as well. And it's better to get the self-tapes in as fast as you can exactly. and as efficient as you can, right? Yeah, and make it look really, really good, you know? Right. Um, just to represent yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be like, okay, I get it, you know? And they end up casting some of those roles a little bit faster as well, yeah. right? As yeah, they absolutely. Get yeah, you can get um, it you were speaking earlier about like uh, helping others. And I just want to just get to the spirit. Cause I feel like every in Hollywood, a lot of times, especially they think jobs like a casting director or agents or managers or this and that just behind the scenes jobs that are people in, in power. We, we sometimes tend to get intimidated, right? Yeah. And we yeah. unhumanize them. We're like, Oh, they're robots. They're in, we're intimidated. They're, they're, they don't have feelings. So like, yeah. Yeah. How do you, what kind of um, well, I've been doing? trying to take that stigma out for a very long time mm -hmm. because I've been telling people on Twitter for the past five, six years, we're all in this together because mm -hmm. if we don't have you actors, we don't have jobs. So why put that line between an actor and a casting director, make it more human. Mm -hmm. um, and that you'll be more comfortable going in front of the camera, knowing that we're rooting for you as opposed to, you know, turning up our nose and you never knowing walking out of there if it was good or bad. You know, uh, we're always saying, good job, good job. That was great. You know, and we mean it, you know, and if it's not a good job, then we'll correct it. You yeah. know, so it's just taking out that stigma of casting director and actor. You know, we're, we're human just like you guys and we want it, you know, we want the best for you. So what about uh, promos and stuff? You know, people like to send mailings and um, emails, but you probably have so many emails. How are you with uh, mailings or postcards and that sort of stuff? Postcards for me don't work only because you'll look at it and you'll go, okay, and in the trash yeah. kind of goes because it's just a piece <laughs> of paper. Right. If you're on Twitter with me, <laughs> if you're on Twitter with me and we're talking, and you say, you know, I'm in a play next week and um, it's going to be at this theater. I'll retweet it to my 60,000 followers. Nice. You know, that's the best way to do it. The only thing, you know, there's ways of being on Twitter without asking for things. Like when people start asking me like, hey, can I be in one of your commercials? I'm like, okay, you know, no, that's not how you do it. You just create a human contact with someone and let them get to know you as a human being, as opposed to, I could help you. You know, I'm a casting director, you're an actor. Then it just starts becoming a little pathetic. Yes. And I don't want to look at you that way. I want to look at you as an equal. You know, like, hey, Danielle, how was your day? Great, how was your day? Great, oh, look, look at my dog. You know, just normal talk, you know? And that's how I get to know, that's how you would get to know people at a party, you know? You're not gonna say like, what can you do for me? Uh, that's a little bit of a turnoff. Let me ask you, you, like, you just mentioned parties. Like I want to, I want to really heap on that because a lot of actors and people in, in, in arts as well, when they go to LA, they avoid, either they go to too many parties where they're not even 
being productive through these parties, or they don't, they stay at home, they work on the craft, they beat the craft so hard, but they don't know anybody they can share their craft with. Is that, do you think these parties are uh, important for people to uh, network? And how do you go about networking in your industry? Showcases. You go to show. You do showcases. You take improv classes. You take regular classes. You take any kind of classes to be around your colleagues because they're the ones that know what is happening out there in the world. Like, oh, you know what? You'd be perfect for this part I just read for. You know, that's how you do it. Um, I mean, going to parties, I don't know. That's kind of 80s, 90s to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, drink like, hey, how's it going? You know, but um, if you just keep on your uh, rhythm of, Improving your yourself as an actor. That's what you do. You go you, you take classes, you know That's I think the best bet. I mean, yeah, go have a yeah party that it well, Because a lot of like you said earlier when people are coming at you and they're asking you for things I think it really reflects on their lack of self-awareness more than anything They just because they're not as around many people as they should be they have no idea how they're coming off right. as needy and desperate they right. have no idea like it's it's not it's, it is their fault for not training themselves to be like that but they're not do, doing it intentionally right. so yeah maybe party not the answer they go to uh like improv shows like, like you said i think every actor should lead off with improv i'm not no expert in acting so i can't really speak for that but i don't want to sound like condescending but it no, seems you're like an actor cool. and you and you know what what will work for you and what what doesn't work and and that's important because you know yourself you know your capabilities, you know what you could do, you know? Um, you know, being too cocky isn't good. You know, being too shy isn't good. You just have to breathe that confidence when you walk into a room of, you know, just being kind, being on time, um, knowing your dialogue, you know, it's just going in, like you're going to, you know, an interview, just any interview, you know, you just become, you be prepared, that's all. It's, it's you know, demystifying what an actor and a casting director, what kind of relationship they have. We both work together to create something and that's art, you know, and we're all artists. And I want to uh, apologize to you first and foremost for my hair being terrible and I keep adjusting it. I think it. your hair is so it. pretty. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm disrespecting <laughs> you. I'm <laughs> It's Andy's hair I was having a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see if it'll grow back. You know how long it's been since I had my hair? Oh, man. Um, and it never came back. I was like, well, since I'm sitting around for a couple months, let's see what <laughs> well, Yeah, we should all co always come prepared. This morning, I was like, well, my hair's not doing it. I need to figure out how to hide it. You're adorable, bro. <laughs> yeah, I made it to black with the background, maybe in the <laughs> I'm kidding, Andy. I do want to ask this. I, I love an underdog story. Um, I think... Turn mic up a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love an underdog story. Like, I, I, I firmly believe I'm an underdog story, and I, I have all friends who are underdogs. Like, it's just, it's, it's something to be a part of. Something about that, that rocky origin type of deal. Um, have you ever seen, cause I would hate for an actor to come on to, to watch this, this episode or, or watch some of your content who went in, let's say years ago to audition for you for whatever. And they came in, maybe they just weren't having the greatest of day, or maybe you had given them a note or, or whatever it may have been. And it just totally shut them down. Um, have you ever seen an actor come in one time and years later, maybe over the time of building that human relationship that you were talking about earlier, you saw them get better and you were- Yeah, I, that's, I love that. Okay. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. When they come in years before and they, they're green, but they think they know it all. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't put them in their place, but I tell them what they need to work on. And if they're open to that and they do it, and then years later they come back or even six months later, they come back and they're, you know, taking it way seriously, more seriously and, and doing the things that they shouldn't do. Um, I, I love that. You know, I give, that was my dog. Oh. I, give, <laughs> I give people those chances. My door is always open. 
you know, if you're cocky and an asshole and you're going to come in to audition for me, <laughs> it's not going to work. Door closes. It's not going to work. Um, the vibe is going to be bad the way you enter a room, the way you leave a room. It's just going to be bad. Um, so you want to leave those things at the door. You know, you're there for 12 minutes at the most, you know, and just make it the best that you can and then just leave it alone. That's it. You're done. Go on to the next one because if you feel like you've done a bad job or you did something wrong and you take it to the next audition, that's what you're going to bring, you know? So make every audition an individual uh, expression. You're done with that. Go on to the next thing. You're done. That's it. Do you ever watch the kind of the waiting room? You know, just like how people can. Always. I'm walking around that waiting room like I'm like the hosts of a party. I'm like, <laughs> hey, how's it going? You know, I just want to connect with people. You know, that's kind of my thing. I'll be wearing a mask, but and a hazmat suit, but <laughs> <laughs> but I just definitely want to connect with people and and make them feel a little bit more comfortable. Say hi to them, you know. And then they go on Twitter and they're like, I just saw Danielle. She just said hi to me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> they want to take a picture or, or whatever. It's like, who cares? We're all human. We're all there to have fun. You know, if you don't make it a comfortable lobby and you make it intense, when they get into that room, it's going to be intense, you know? So is Twitter your, your go-to? It sounds like you really yeah. Twitter the most. Yeah, that's how I connect with all my actors. Um, and they really do appreciate it. And I appreciate it that they appreciate it. So it's a nice little uh, following here. that I have. And here yeah. I thought Facebook, I was so special. Now I'm going to have to go to Twitter. Yeah, Facebook is like, oh, look at my kid. You know, yeah, that's like, what, like, oh, he's so cute. Anymore. But you can actually have conversations Facebook. with people on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when, I, when I said, I think I want to do a self-tape class on Twitter, it, go, it went viral. Like no one offered that. No other person offered that to them. They're like, oh my God, I just sent out a self self tape and I don't know how it went. I don't know if I got the lighting right. You know, it's like if I could help them in that way, it's going to help me too, you know? So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like actors constantly are thinking they're being tested. Like they can't even ask about how to film a self tape because they think the casting person is going to like, yo, it's you should know judge how. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I should, yeah. I should figure this out. But yeah, the people are wanting to, cause like you said, and the better the actor looks, the better you look, right? Cause you're right. bringing them into the audition. Yeah. We work hand in hand. Definitely. Yeah. Well, prior to our situation, everybody kind of just half-assed uh, self taping. Now it's, it's, Basically, you have to get with it and do this 100%, but nobody knows how to because they've been caught off guard. That's where you come in with your self-tape class, which is an amazing idea. What's yeah. the next time you're going to have a self-tape class? What date and where can they find that? <laughs> I'm going to put it on Twitter. Okay, I'll cool. put it on Twitter. I think what I'm going to do is a general Q&A mm -hmm. first, and then if they want to sign up for a class, that's like a separate thing. I'm just trying to figure it out how to do it now because I really want to get the, because I want to see what they have. You know what I mean? So um, I'm just trying to figure out how to do that without me working 12 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this too, this is a good I mean, I'm, I'm loving this vacation, but. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, why not always do self-taste? Because I feel like actors get judged off their nervousness in like a 60 second period or two minute period. With the director? Yeah, and do you think in the future going forward, this whole experience will maybe um, go towards doing more self-tapes even after this is all done? Because if the actor gets a few more takes at it, I, I don't know, does that help them? You know, or? this is the thing. The director likes to redirect you in front of the ad agency. I see. Uh, and when you're with this, doing a self-tape, unless you're on Skype, I guess, and you're actually talking to them, my dogs are going to bark because they see a squirrel. Sorry. Um, <laughs> stop. Uh, when, when they see, uh, when, when they're in the room directing you, they feel like they have more control of the situation. Um, and that makes you look better uh, when the director is giving you direct instructions of what to do. Um, Self-tape is an actor thinking that this is the right way to do it. You know what I mean? And then, and then the director's like, no, that's not what I wanted. 
You that know? makes sense. That answered it perfectly. Because yeah. I always yeah. wondered that. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you. I mean, you know, theatrically, absolutely. Broadway, you know, they'll they'll sing their songs in, in, in a self-tape and, and then they'll call them in. Mm -hmm. But um, commercially, it's just a little different. It's a little off uh, nice. with that. Alex, anything else you want to add on to that? Or yeah, Danielle, um, I, I would love to see like, because I'm sure you sell yourself just like actors do to ad agents and uh, like why you would be the, the perfect casting director versus another one. What is like your, your sales pitch or like what is, how, how do you sell yourself when trying to, you know, get a project if, you, if you're still doing that or if it's Good just- Good question. Yeah. Um, I send out my reel all the time. Okay. Um, I did a, a, a Super Bowl spot with Martin Scorsese. Uh, uh, I've That's done it. spots with Amy Schumer. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. My dog trips out all the time. My dog thinks I'm talking to him the whole time. So my reel kind of speaks for me. After 25 years of casting, uh, they'll trust me more with um, what I've done in my life. You know, um, one of my commercials won an Emmy Award. That's out of my resume, you know. So um, wow. it's just a matter of, of uh, you know, getting what they like and they know that I would do that for them and I would go to the ends of the earth to do it. You know, I, I work really, really hard when I get uh, a spot to cast. And I guess my name now is out there just like other names are out there as well. And, uh, and, and, and personality is a lot of it as well. You know, the director, does he get along with you? Do you guys have the same vision? Stop. What if somebody wants to get hold of your reel and your information to pitch you and send it out to um, big clients? Yeah, it's daniellecasting.com. And that's my reel right there. Um, and it ha also uh, is going to have, I usually have classes up there, but since we're not doing classes uh, physically, uh, I'm starting to do them on Zoom as well. So there's a calendar and my reel is up there and all the directors I've worked for um, and all the commercials I cast. Awesome. And can I ask you, I know you only got a little bit of time left, but I wanted to ask you, because I'm hearing also, even with the self tapes, that even in general, like um, everything is getting shut down. Is that true? Because I'm, I'm not in the loop as much as I would like to be. Is that because that's what people are telling me that even uh, the self tapes are shutting down because like you said, how are you going to shoot it? And usually right. you guys like to cast and shoot well, right away. What I'm hearing now, a friend of mine is a theatrical agent. So what I'm hearing now is they're trying to get as many self tapes for their projects that are going to be shooting in September or October. Okay. Um, theatrically, that usually happens because they have a schedule that they have to go by. Commercially, everything is like now, mm -hmm. you know? So we can't really get that now until uh the earth opens up again you know but yeah. theatrically and and i know networks are are calling agents and going give us your best five people this is what we're looking for and give us self-tape so we could start the the motion going two questions so money being lost right now sorry uh, this is my last question um like with the money being like lost right now I, i'm it's something I know everybody's interested. Like, is there insurance companies set up in place to handle situations like this, like a natural disaster? Yeah, company? yeah, because uh, you mean for casting directors? Or yeah, because for for I know your business is probably, every business in Hollywood is losing money. I just want to know how you guys are. There's a, there's a thing called the SBL, which is a small business loan. And for, uh, for the arts, and, and I guess for anybody, uh, and they give uh, a $10,000 grant that you don't have to pay back. Oh, I'm glad I asked that question because people yeah. are always wondering, like, how is this, how is it going to survive? How is this industry going to survive? Even Bollywood, like, that's the multi-billion yeah. dollar industry. Oh my God, it's, it's huge. Just, in India, it's even worse than over in America. I just talked to my grandma yesterday and they, they're literally against the law to leave the house. So really like that. Yeah. It's, I, I you should just, do it here. I'm telling you, I, I went to a restaurant the other day to pick up food because I guess they, um, a DoorDash or uh, Uber Eats were, were delivering. And there were like four people without masks. And I was getting so mad. Yeah. And I was, was like, possible. what is wrong with you guys? 
Yeah. China did it in three months. Yeah. You know? So and we, were, and we were making fun of them as uh, Americans. I know. <laughs> and yeah. Look at us now. Yeah. Look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, ah. So anyway, yeah. So you know, I'm hoping in the next two months, maybe three. You know, Trump wants to do it next week, which I don't think is a good idea. Um, but you know, uh, being in this entertainment business is a lot of interaction. You know, yeah. set close sets you know, all this stuff is just, you know, and I asked people on Twitter, you know, what would you be comfortable with? And they said, testing in the beginning. And I said, what if we gave you a 14 day quarantine before you even got on a set? And, and they were saying, as long as we got paid for it, which makes sense, you know, yeah. 14 days at home, you get paid for it. Then you shoot the commercial in a very small, close set, um, bring your own lunch, don't have catering, um, you know, uh, test the, the stylist, you know, it's going to be a whole different thing, just getting out of the gate. And then as soon as the numbers really go down, it's going to be back to normal. So do you think, uh, right now with all these self tapes they're doing, uh, my vision on that is they're trying to accumulate everything they can so that when the gates are open, that we can move again. Uh, that they will start casting from all those self-tapes and, and basically just fill in the roles and start shooting before anything ever happens again. Hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that'll happen <clears throat> sooner than later. So sure. let's just stay home, get our masks, um, and do our job, you know, especially in California. I heard we were doing really well. We are doing uh, really well. Numbers are going down, yeah. I'm proud of that for some reason. I don't know why. I know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get back to work, man. Stay home. Yeah. Um, what are you doing on your vacation? It's really sad just because it's just so many people and it's such a closed quarter. Yeah. You know, they're just dumping bodies uh, in the Bronx, you know, with no names on the caskets because they just drop in the street. It's just so sad. And it's something but, that we've been criticized for a lot before. We should, uh, uh, deservingly so, but like we move in cars. We're not as... Uh, active we don't walk around as much as new yorkers do so they're used exactly to yeah. yeah and our insurance rates are going down because of that you know you that's get 15 percent back on your yeah a lot of insurance isn't that cool down. thank god that's yeah amazing. i just think it's so cool insurance went down <laughs> i gotta get to my meeting my loves no problem but it was such a pleasure to talk to you guys are you guys all actors yes you uh, are no, andy's my manager <laughs> Yeah, well, Andy, you're a manager. That's great. And I'm a photographer manager. Everybody. Oh, cool. And now, Alexander, you're an actor, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm, I'm an actor and musician. And Ro, you're an actor, yeah. Yeah, actor cool. musician. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll see you in my studio. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for asking me to do this. I really appreciate it. Of thank course. you for doing it. You were great today, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. I love your hair, Rob. Thank you. I was all self-conscious about it, but no. <laughs> Danielle, do you have any, we always like to part off on, on a very, very high note for um, all of our viewers that are looking to our episodes for some kind of motivation, some kind of thing to do during this time. Say it again. I'm sorry. Your mic is really low. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, something to do that's like that's motivating for them. What's what's something that's keeping you up and like keeping your mind, quote unquote, right while we're going through this right now? Um, and you can make it short because I know you have to leave. Yeah, so. uh, exercise is really really important. Um, I just started doing yoga. I mean, I was like, what? I have never done that before. And I'm doing like yoga one on 101 and it's hilarious because I can't move any part of my body, but now I'm feeling better. And it kind of opens up your chest a little bit because you know, their anxiety creeps in no matter what. It's like, what are we gonna do? And, um, and that, and um, you know, taking walks, just breathing and knowing we're all in this together. I know people say that all the time, but you're not the only one going through this. We're all doing it. Um, read books. Um, you know, I, I haven't read a book in like 30 years. And I just picked up a book the other day and I'm like, this is kind of cool. I'm actually like turning a page. So, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Um, and just, you know, being with family and your animals and, and just kind of 
it's the foundation of, of where we left off years ago. We don't have that anymore. You know, it kind of, it's bringing us together a little bit. And I hope that continues in the future. You know, it's really humbled me. I could tell you that right now. And I think it's humbled a lot of people. Okay. Like the seventies all over again. And you know, I was really young though. I don't remember. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really cloudy. <laughs> well, yeah, we appreciate you. I know you have something yeah. to do. I don't want to make you late for that. And so Thanks, thank you so much. I hope and to have... see you guys really soon again. Okay. I'll see you guys on Twitter. Yes, I'll yeah. definitely follow yes. you on Twitter and I'll, go, I'll yeah. watch all the workshops and thank you for yeah. spending. And then uh, when this is all over, let's all grab a beer. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Great meeting. Love you guys. Yeah. Take care, man. Love you too. Yo, in. Go ahead. You still there? I'm right here. Mm -hmm. Thank you.